Hey everyone, I hope you're doing really well. Pastor Brian here uh, on a new quadcast. I've got a grand title for you today. Uh, something that's just been really fresh on my heart and I wanted to really share it with you. Uh, and it's this here. It's why a prophetic voice will build the church in 2021. Now that does sound uh, an amazing grand title. And I know that my voice will be one of many as we try to unpack or discover, you know, the implications of, of this COVID season and on the church or the grand church in the scheme of things uh, next year. Uh, but I've been reading recently in the book of Ezra in the Old Testament and something that's really come to life uh, within me and as I say I wanted to kind of wrap it understand it a bit and then really share it with you in order that if you're a church leader a pastor that this would inspire help or even confirm what God has been revealing in your own spirit now I'm not sure you know how familiar you are uh, with what happens in the book of Ezra but uh, take it along with Nehemiah it it records the rebuilding of the temple the altar and the walls of Jerusalem as the ex then have returned from captivity okay now that's a a huge nutshell right there but when the exiles uh, get back to Jerusalem they immediately begin uh, to rebuild the altar and from that place they recommence sacrificial worship back to the Lord so so far so good then uh, they turn their sights to the rest of the temple and they begin to rebuild the walls and I love that I love that they start with the altar Uh, they don't get the roof on the place first and then they do church they do church and then they build the rest of it I love that priority that sense But here it is, they run into trouble, okay? As they begin the walls of the temple, they have opposition, okay? Opposition from local rulers who then threatened them and intimidated them to... You know, to such an extent that the Jews then stopped working on the temple for about 12 or 15 years, okay? So over time, they they seem to have simply uh, gotten on with the rest of their lives while leaving the temple kind of half-built or built in a third. Now, it's at this moment then we have two Old Testament prophets that uh, emerge onto the scene, okay? One is called Haggai, uh, one is called Zechariah. We know them as minor prophets, okay? But minor in terms of the volume of their words, but not minor in the content of their power, let me assure you. And in, in no uncertain terms, they told the, the Jews to get back at rebuilding the temple, okay? So here's how Ezra puts it in verses 1 and 2 of chapter 5 in the book that bears his name. He says this, now Haggai guy the prophet and Zechariah the prophet prophesied to the Jews in Judah and to Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them then Zerubbabel son of Shealtiel and Jeshua son of uh, Josadak set to work to rebuild the house of God in Jerusalem and listen to this it says this that, that the prophets of God were with them helping them okay and it was that little last line that really stood out to me and then when I read verse 14 and 15 of chapter 6 of Ezra then I really began to felt something stir in my own spirit and I began to wonder whether this sort of context has something more to say to us as church leaders and church pastors in the current moment okay so here's what verse 14 of chapter 6 says it says this so so the elders of the Jews continue to build and prosper under the teaching of Haggai and Zechariah. Okay, and I just thought this, okay, that a prophetic voice became the catalyst to the re-engagement of faith by the reimagining of the future. It was a prophetic voice that became the catalyst to the re-engagement of faith by the reimagining of the future. Now, I know the circumstances in Ezra and Nehemiah are different than from today, but they have created similar outcomes. The outcome of fear and discouragement, 
the constant distracting anxiety as something is looming over your shoulder. And as this kind of COVID season has gone on and on and on, we now are dealing with, I suppose, a pandemic, an epidemic of spiritual apathy and disengagement. And so whenever the world emerges from this season of COVID, okay, one thing is becoming increasingly clear in church life, pastors and leaders are going to have to carefully begin to re-engage the faith life of their congregations on a larger scale. And I wonder whether leaders are willing to release their prophetic voice within local church contexts. Will they do that? Because I believe when they do, it will help build and prosper their church. And let me say this, I believe believe this about you. You may or may not have the office of a prophet as we understand Ephesians 4, but I believe that every leader is prophetic in form, okay, whether through preaching and teaching, discerning God's heart for people and places, whatever it is. Do you know what? You have a prophetic vein that runs through you. So with this in mind, I want to share with you four quick ways to raise your prophetic volume within your local congregation using the examples of Haggai, Zechariah, in order to help rebuild the church, your church, your congregation into whatever the new normal might be as this current epidemic season, pandemic season, concludes. Okay, so the first thing that I noticed about Haggai and Zechariah then is this. Number one, that they personified the presence of God, okay? They personified the presence of God. We need to understand this, that opposition of any kind makes God harder to see. And where faith loses focus, vision loses value. Okay, let me read that again. Opposition of any kind makes God harder to see, and where faith loses focus, over time vision loses value, okay? What I mean is that when we are, when people are surrounded by crisis, when we are constantly surrounded by crisis, we tend to prioritize the here and now rather than the there and then. In other words, we look to the moment we are in rather than casting our vision too far ahead. And so there are those in our churches right now who are more interested in seeing God now than hoping for God to do something in the future, even though, you know, they deep down know he's in the future and that he's working everything out for their good. In other words, Christians right now in this moment are looking for tangible realities of God's presence. And I believe this, that one of the ways it can be encountered is through highly visible leaders, okay? Listen to me, highly visible leaders bring continuity, okay? You bring continuity in faith, continuity in hope, and continuity in love. And when many can't see God for themselves in this moment, because they are surrounded by a crisis that is bigger than them as they see it, they turn to leaders to bring them reassurance that God is still active and that God is still here. Now, I'm not saying you as a leader need to become God, you are God, or anything of the sort, but it's what you carry and what you represent. Haggai and Zechariah brought this to the Jews in Jerusalem. They brought to them this this truth that God was still active, God is still here, God is still moving and interested, and through their prophetic leadership, God became present among them in that sense. 
And so even as I say this to you, I can feel almost like a pressure rising in your heart, okay? But what I want to encourage you to do, you know, is, is to surrender even more deeply to God's presence yourself. Double up on your devotions, your prayer, study, fasting, walking, writing, drawing, whatever you do to increase awareness of God in your life. And then release that, okay? Minister to others from the overflow of the presence of God that you carry. I don't want to put another burden on you that you have to be some showpiece for people that you need to live a perfect life. All I'm simply to inviting you to do is to go deeper in your relationship with God. Even think less about strategy and more about God's presence for your life in this season. And then minister out of God's revelation to you release who you are and release what you carry okay personify the presence of god for those in your congregation who are struggling to see his reality in this moment the second thing that i've discerned from haggai and and zachariah is this that not only they personify the presence of god they simply preached god and i was just so interested in this with a blend of old words a blend of now words and new words, Haggai and Zechariah, they simply preached God. Now watch this. They preached about who God is. They give a revelation of his name and his nature. They preached about what God had said. They give a revelation of his word. They preached about what God is going to do. So they released a revelation of his promises. But they also preached about the Messiah, okay? In other words, they were giving a revelation about God's Son. And so their corporate preaching was almost exclusively about God himself. Very little about strategy or new ministry opportunities. So I want to submit this to you that over the next several months as you re-engage with your church, as things return to a new normal, you know, I want to encourage you, it might sound silly to say this, but preach about God. Preach about his name and his nature. Preach about his word. Preach about his promise. And best of all, Preach about his son. Because as Haggai and Zechariah did this, they restored wonder. They restored awe. They restored a majesty of God. They restored honor about God. They restored a faith that believed in the power of God. And when our wonder is restored, when our awe is restored, you know what? It leads to faith rising, leading to surrender and devotion. And you know what? Our churches must meet a God who is greater and more powerful than a virus. Now look, don't don't get me wrong at all. I am, Brian is, a natural plotter, okay? I have a whiteboard even at home, okay? That's how sad I can get. I love plotting one step to the next. I love storyboarding series and process and all of that. So I want to encourage you, still plan, still dream, still whiteboard, still launch stuff. But I want to encourage you, make the overwhelming majority of your corporate preaching, okay, huge and expansive as you encourage your church about the glory of God. The third thing that I learned and discerned from Haggai and Zechariah is this, that they presented a return to activity, destiny, and 
calling. And so as the wonder is being restored, you know what? The walk of the people began to shift. Excitement bubbles within, calling begins to rise, hearts are stirred, and you know this as well as I know, that whatever stirs the heart moves the hand. And so Haggai and Zechariah, they connected the Jews to a grand cause. The writings of both the prophets are messianic to a greater or lesser degree. And you can check out what they have to say in this regard. If you want to look at Haggai 2 and also in Zechariah 9 and elsewhere in Zechariah, you can get an idea of how messianic they really were. But you know what? They, they, they just didn't say things like, hey, let's build this temple. Let's get the temple finished, full stop. They didn't say that and then leave it there. No, no, no. What they did was they presented a finished temple in a wider, more kingdom-minded purpose. This is what they preached in essence. Hey, let's build the kingdom by building church. That's what they said. I'm surmising it all, putting it into a single sentence, but in essence they said this, hey, let's build the kingdom by building church. What the prophets could foresee is that as the temple was being rebuilt, it was the beginning of a grand adventure that would culminate in Christ coming to the earth. Okay, They connected the Jews to something that they could build that has significance in the present moment and also beyond the present that they were in. And so as you and I are the prophetic voices of leadership in our churches, let us proclaim that as we are building a kingdom of God on the earth, do you know what? We are part of a grand cause that culminates in Christ's return. And so on the basis of enlarging the kingdom of God in our world, which as I say culminates in Christ's return, let's not be afraid to invite our people, to invite our churches to return to serving God in daily life and in serving God in the local church. So I want to encourage you, hold on to, talk about, dream about absolutely the particular vision God has given your church, but frame it in a larger kingdom building context. You might want to say something like, hey, let's build the kingdom by building our church. Let's build the kingdom by building our church. Many, many people have been locked in, locked down, locked out, locked up for the better part of what's going to be really a year. And so inevitably their hearts and their hopes are going to feel equally restricted. But as you preach building kingdom by building church, my prayer is that slowly heads will lift as hearts begin to fill, faith begins to rise, and I pray that You know, the personal vision of our congregations, the individual members will begin to see beyond the inside of their front door. And that they begin to believe once more that what they are part of is important for the moment, but also has eternal significance as we build the kingdom of God, as we await Christ's return. The final thing that I discerned with Haggai and Zechariah in this story is that they persevered to the end. Ezra 6, 14, 15 says this, So the elders of the Jews continued to build and prosper under the teaching of Haggai and Zechariah. And then it says they finished building the temple according to the command of God. And so for me, everyone, this really smacks of constancy. A constancy of their presence, 
They were just always there. And a constancy of their preaching. They were always prophesying, always encouraging, always building, always leading people forward with the words. And so please take this the right way. And with the right heart, in this season and definitely beyond it, I want you to commit relentlessly to be seen and to be heard by your people until we all get through. And I know it's going to be tough going, but you know what? I believe that you have got this. This isn't narcissism. This isn't you trying to build a platform. This is you being a prophetic leader, releasing the prophetic voice of God, building and rebuilding and reimagining your congregation going forward. But Brian, what do we say? Brian, what do we do? Well, I want to give you careful, I want you to think about this. Give careful consideration to two things as I close. Give consideration to content and to context, okay? In other words, overload your, vo- your, your, your phone, texting, voice calls, Facebook, MailChimps, Instagrams, any way that you can to reach out to your people and talk to them about what you are doing, what God is saying now, and what God has said about this moment. That's content. And then also make sure to say why it matters. That's context, okay? So you want to make sure that you're talking to people about what you're hearing from God's heart, what the church is doing, what the church is planning, what the church is dreaming, what God is speaking into a certain emotion, what God is speaking into a certain thing, just whatever it might be. But also tell your church why it matters for where we are and also where we are going okay and keep talking about great content and keep releasing context every single time you communicate okay and keep doing it until this season concludes as leaders and pastors in your local church I believe this. Your prophetic voice will build your church in 2021. And I'm praying for you. And you know what? I'd love to hear from you about how you think we could build the church together in 2021. So four things that we can do to build. Personify the presence of God. Okay. Preach God. Present a return to activity, destiny, and calling. And you know what? Keep going. Persevere to the end. I hope this has helped you. Hope it's really encouraged you. And I hope it's given you one or two small triggers and tools that helps you plan ahead for all that God wants to do through you and your local congregation. God bless you and I'll see you next time.